1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: Welcome to the first ever episode of Extra Shot, our new Thursday show where we discuss the funniest stories in sport this week. So from now on, we will be doing our traditional old gold episode of The Upshot every Tuesday. So on Tuesday, we've got Mario Balotelli. We'll be diving into his wildest moments. There's some really good stuff in that one. And every Thursday, we'll be doing Extra Shot, which is this weekly podcast where we spill all the latest gossip, controversy, and drama from the world of sport. So same vibe as the pod you already know and love, but with all the gossip, controversy, and drama that happened, in this very calendar week. Uh it's just me and Zach on this pod. Hi. Hey Jack, just us, yeah. How you doing? Nice to get a bit privacy from our guest, isn't it? <laughs> it really is, yeah. Oh, that was a bit flirty, I don't know where that came from.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've been looking at me in a slightly odd way since we yeah. since we started this recording. You yes. notice
0: I've dimmed the lighting. Right? <laughs> Barry White LP ready to go. <laughs> It's why there are rose petals on the floor in here as well. Tis you. Uh, you're looking forward to Fulham Liverpool. Sorry, I should say at the time of recording today, Wednesday, Fulham have got their biggest game of the season potentially, the semi-final against Liverpool tonight. You're not going, are you? I am
2: unfortunately not. I wish. I wish I was. Uh, got got tickets for the for the home leg in a couple of
0: weeks, but duty calls here, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. A lot of work at the Upshot Towers. Yeah. Uh, George, um, our producer, is going, and he's got a. He's got a little wrestling mask in his bag in case Raúl Jiménez scores. When Raúl Jiménez scores, when, when Raul, Jimenez, yeah. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't have been saying that a month ago. But <laughs> <laughs> he's on a hot streak, yeah. It's sort of. Oh, he's got a few wrestling masks. He's just showing them. To oh us. wow, wow, quite quite a sequiny number. <laughs> Sorry, again getting quite flirty. <laughs> right, right, let's get into the pod. On the pod today, we are discussing footballers dragged into the Epstein scandal, the real reason James Rodriguez quit Qatar, and. Did Sadio Mane just marry a teenager? Possibly. (laughs) We will discuss it. (laughs) Do you
2: Um, want to kick us off? Yeah, let's kick us off. So as the fallout continues from Jeffrey Epstein's Little Black Book, there have been a few innocent civilians caught in the crossfire. So there was this rumour going around last week that Mikel Arteta had popped up on the flight logs for Epstein Island, which obviously turned out to be complete bollocks. Um... A couple of days later, Callum Hudson-Odoi released this statement. I would like to make it absolutely clear that I have never been part of the Epstein scandal, nor have I ever been to Epstein Island. <laughs> like, did, did anyone, did he really need to clear that up? He, wasn't, no. wasn't he six at
0: like the time of Jeffrey Epstein's
2: yeah. crimes? Oh God, that makes, was he... Was he victim or perpetrator? Well, I, what like.
0: I saw was a fake flight <laughs> log list, and both him and Arteta were on it, along with like loads of Americans. Yes, yeah,
2: so I heard that they that flight list. It was actually a list of the first celebrities to get COVID that somebody then photoshopped in the uh, Epstein flight log, as the title. Um, <laughs>
0: love that Callum felt the need to actually clarify didn't he say something like even though I was a yeah, child he was like,
2: I've seen this circulating on social media for a while now and I wasn't going to comment on it as it is absurd <laughs> but I have but I'm going to do it anyway <laughs> yeah but um, Callum wasn't the only footballer quashing a bogus rumour so, you'd be forgiven for not remembering the name Peggy Arfixad, the uh, ex Leicester and Liverpool keeper who has got to go down as the Premier League's most decorated bench warmer. So, Peggy won six winners' medals in three years at Liverpool, all as an unused substitute. It's one of those weird, like, sub goalkeeper careers. Anyway, after retiring in 2005, uh, Peggy disappeared into obscurity before gaining fame for another reason. His enormous schlong um so his former leicester teammate muzzy is it released his autobiography and in it he wrote when peggy went for a pee he didn't shake it he kicked it the joke in the dressing room was that he used to feed it mice
0: (laughs) so it's a snake sorry sorry for explaining that yeah
2: i guess from there rumors spread um that peggy had taken the logical next career step into porn and that was until the Leicester Mercury tracked him down and confronted him about these, about these claims, um, to which he responded, look, this is a bad rumour. It's been going around a long time. One English guy wrote on the internet years and years ago that I was doing this. And now people say to me, hey, are you making porn films? I haven't made any porn films, okay? I don't do that. I work for a sports insurance company. That's what I do. Put it in your paper. I don't do porn films, just insurance, okay?
0: <laughs> you can just picture in the office. He's like doing his loss adjusting and everyone's looking at him. Yeah, like, oh.
2: these people coming in to insure their golf clubs. And then like, hold on a second. Are you, are you the guy from Backdoor Sluts 4? <laughs>
0: Is that a real film? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. From the golden era of porn where they had clever titles. Yeah. Was that a clever title? No. Was it? Shitty shitty gangbang is the I don't know if it's real, but it's always the one that comes to mind. India Indiella Bones and the
2: Temple of Boobs.
0: <laughs> Again, is that real? Um They don't even bother with the titles anymore, do they? No, it's well yeah. Another proud industry destroyed by the internet. I actually I actually <laughs> once I actually once went to um
2: there's a brewery I used to live in Amsterdam and there was a brewery that used to have film nights and they put on a um they did like an 80s porn film film showing and that was when they were like they actually had like proper plot lines we sort of I went with my girlfriend at the time and we sort of like yeah this is it's kind of fun we we'll like have a couple of beers and watch this and I bumped into a colleague out at, outside the bar and sort of turned I was like oh you're here for the porn film as well and he's like what what porn film
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no meaning. <laughs> Hang on! Yeah. You took your girlfriend to a porn. She was, she but was, was a, it like art? It, was, it was
2: yeah. It was kind of it was, it was it was edgy. It
0: was you know Yeah, there was pubic was like hair. A, yeah, there,
2: there was a lot of pubic hair. I can tell uh, you that.
0: <laughs> any uh, any Leicester um, keepers? On, on
2: I the, didn't spot him there, but to be honest, I didn't know who Peggy Arfik said was at the time. So um, so to clarify, he doesn't do porn. He doesn't he's, do he's porn. A, he's a he does do porn, and him. I did not go to that bar to, to watch a porn film with my
0: girlfriend. <laughs> I don't believe your colleague. He knew why he was there. <laughs>
2: yeah he, was sl- he, alone? he slipped in the back uh he was he was with friends so maybe he, he was he was saving face i think i'm probably. picturing
0: him in an anorak with some <laughs> yeah. le- leather gloves on and a bag of boiled sweets oh, that was me <laughs> <laughs> um, i love that muzzy is it got like a chapter of his autobiography just out of their sub keepers yeah who just go through his uh the shower chronicles <laughs> is that just like <laughs> when the Ghost writers desperate for content. And they're like, yes. <laughs> anything else you can remember? Like, yeah. who had the biggest knob? Yeah. <laughs> too bad, you got quite good lines out of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know where, I, we should almost should start ranking these players because we do talk about the size of players' dicks probably too much.
2: Yeah. Who's, who else is... Rooney once mentioned having a small <laughs> one. And we've... Did he do that? He gave, the, gave a team talk to his DC United players. It was like a motivational... Thing being like, you know, sometimes you have to c- overcome obstacles to reach the top. Like me, I've uh, had to overcome my tiny dick, and then the players were just like,
0: <laughs> "What?" There's <laughs> <It's> an America <laughs> as well. <laughs> they don't get yeah, that kind yeah, of humor. Yeah, shout out to our American listeners who do get that humor. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a few others, aren't there? There's there's a golf guy, Greg Norman. Oh, true. Saudi yeah, golf yeah. breakaway chair. It's quite obscure. Actually, speaking of players with massive knobs, the legendary Welsh rugby player J.P.R. Williams died this week um, and we received a touching <laughs> Twitter message from Wildman. I think that's his real name. He said, when I was a lad, the late great J.P.R. Williams came to Goldington Road, the home of Bedford Rugby Football Club, to play a match with the Barbarians. In the players' bar afterwards, the talk was not of J.P.R.'s ability as a player, but that when he came out of the bath, he had a, quote, cock like a goose's neck... <laughs>
2: They, I'm like, what does that mean long and thin <laughs> they're long and thin with, <laughs>
0: they're quite, with a bit of, quite a vicious bite at the yeah, end of yeah. it <laughs> whatever that means that's quite an unusual description of a of a knob I get I get the snake thing like a
2: goose's neck
0: yeah they're quite thin aren't they anyway. yeah
2: they are thin and bendy And
0: <laughs> anyway a touching tribute I'm sure JPR's relatives will be charmed by that uh, and Sadio Mane has supposedly a big oh, true. I remember true. There's, there's some photo where that often does the rounds. Mm, by was, there.
2: There, there was a statue that really, really emphasised that, I think. Mm. Right? Did you see the story about Sadio Mane this week? Regrettably, yes. Yeah, so for, for anybody who missed it, according to the tabloids, last week, 31-year-old Sadio Mane, who's now playing for Al Nasser, married an 18-year-old from his home village of Bambali in Senegal. So obviously we saw this story in like. She's 18. That's a bit fucking weird. So we did a bit of digging, and the source of her age seems to be a Senegalese news site called Seni News, which, which should be fair, does it does look pretty legit. Um, it's got a paywall, which has is a, a paywall, you know, yeah, something I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, the UK press originally said that that she was 18. They're now saying that she's 19, and there are a few people on social media claiming that she's actually 26. Right. Most, most of them came from accounts called Dave, hashtag L-U-F-C-Y-N-W-A. But who knows? Um, the tabloids described them as childhood sweethearts, which presumably refers to her childhood, not his. Um, <laughs> if she is. If, <laughs> if she, she is, is, yeah. They're also saying that she, that they met when she was 16 and that he paid for her to go to school, which I would question about because did he not... Build a school in in that village.
0: Yeah, I think he basically funds like the education yeah. of everyone there. Yeah, so kind of a loophole. Although you could argue that's playing the long game. <laughs> if <laughs> she is eighteen, yeah. um, talent academy. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. The, basically, has he been stitched up here? I mean, there. It does seem to
2: me that there's quite a lot of unfair innuendo in the reporting of it. So, I mean, if if she's eighteen, then is pretty weird Well, like he, he hasn't broken any laws he, he right? hasn't broken any laws so uh, and she also might be 26 so I don't know it does seem like papers have jumped the gun a little bit and there is some doubt over over her age Although you have you have to say that it's quite a downfall for, for poor old Sadio who had this image when he was at Liverpool was this like super humble guy who walked around with a cracked iPhone screen and sent all his money home to build hospitals and schools in his hometown and they're now unfairly, I should say, implying that he's a borderline nonce.
0: Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, there's a lot of like innuendo in the story about like childhood sweethearts and long-term yeah. relationship, yeah. which I don't know. I don't think we can really comment. We, we
2: basically don't know. We basically don't know, but um, it's in the news. So we yeah. have a duty, well, I, I a duty should, to report. We, yeah, we yeah. should report on the slightly
0: yeah. suspect reporting around that because mm. basically the tabloids have just gone out on a limb. Yeah more as we have it on that
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices
0: So you've, you probably saw Jordan Henderson. There are rumours coming from Saudi Arabia that Jordan Henderson has grown tired of gold-plated Rolls-Royces and sedated Tiger Cubs, and he wants to leave Saudi after six months.
2: Well, those those 976 fans are we devastated?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we've talked before about the fact that Jordan Henderson, he plays for Al Etifak, which is Steven Gerrard's team, who have not won since October, by the way. And uh, when they play home games, on average, the ground's a quarter full. And when they've played away, they've played in front of like a few hundred people. Yeah. So it's, it's probably, you know, a bit of a step down from banging in headers in front of the cop on a famous European night. But, you know, what did he expect? And now there's rumours that Jordan wants out. Um, he's ready to return to Europe. He might have trouble doing that. But if he does leave, he will follow a path trailblazed by James Rodriguez, who most of us think of as the wonder kid of the 2014 World Cup. He then went to Real Madrid and then in quite a surprising move went to Everton. Although Everton did have Carlo Ancelotti at that moment, so it was a quite weird time.
2: Their brief foray into acting like a super club.
0: Yeah, and I thought when Rodriguez went there that he would be sort of like their, maybe a sort of Kevin De Bruyne figure Mm. for Everton, but he ended up warming the bench. It was all quite weird. And then he washed up at Qatari side Al Ryan. Um, who brought him in, probably hoping for some stardust, hoping he would teach the young wingers about cutting inside and hitting deep crosses. Uh, But it turns out that James was more interested in waving his willy around the dressing room. Uh, He gave an interview this week reflecting on his nightmare spell in Qatar. That's how he describes it. He said, you know that everyone is naked in football when showering, but the teammates told me you can't do it like that. I was scared. So basically his complaint is that he couldn't be naked in the dressing room. <laughs> why, why is he scared yeah, by that? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> scared of getting his clothes wet or? I think he's scared of the recriminations. <laughs> scared of, oh, okay. of his clothes <laughs> wet. I mean, what I would say in his defense is I'm extremely pro nudity in, in the dressing room at the gym. And I do <laughs> kind of judge people when they come out the shower with the boxes already on. Yeah, You're making them wear, And also like just let your flag fly. We're all here yeah i don't know i mean
2: i do i do feel like some people enjoy it a bit too much though yeah sounds like i am one of those people and hammers get get them off get the pad come
0: on i I think it's a place for free nudity
2: yeah i i i I don't uh i don't object to it at all but
0: not scared um, yeah (laughs) i don't know what you're scared of maybe you just just like checking people out yeah (laughs) you know while we're there um I, I, I don't know. Anyway, Jamez he he left, he went to Olympiacos and he's now saying it was a, a nightmare time. And I think he's still perplexed at why his teammates didn't want him naked. But you know, besides the obvious theory that there are cultural differences and in Qatar, that's not normal behavior. I prefer the theory that possibly the infamous WhatsApp message about James Rodriguez had done the rounds in the Al Ryan dressing room uh, some, some listeners will be familiar with this from our content on other platforms, but I'll read it out. This was a message when he was at Everton and he suddenly just stopped playing for them. And everyone was like, what's going on? This is really weird. This message was forwarded many times on WhatsApp. It says, mate, Rodriguez is never going to play football again. It's all being completely hushed up by the club at the moment. And Ancelotti doesn't want the team being distracted. If the news breaks, the players themselves haven't even been told it's going to be the biggest news in football when it breaks. A couple of years ago, he decided he wanted to live as a woman and started taking hormone pills. It's why Real got rid of him for nothing and no other clubs wanted him. Everton thought it was worth a punt just for the shirt sales in Colombia. It's weakened his body, which is why he can't play. Remember the bruised testicle he had earlier in the season? Hormones. After the Anfield game, he decided he wanted full gender reassignment and that's why he's not been seen since. He had it done last week. FA can't say anymore. They've chopped his dick off, lad.
1: Just the infamous final line I mean obviously
0: that is a chopped
2: his dick off totally there. bullshit explanation <laughs> do you think this is why he was uh, wanting to get his kit off in Qatar just to prove to, to prove, yeah, yeah. Either, either to prove or just to show up. I mean he spent a lot of money on it you imagine
0: <laughs> oh right just to show, yeah. show it off yeah, yeah. I think it, you would be any room you walk into as Hammers Rodriguez you'd be like have they read that voice note do I need to prove myself yeah. anyway we should Double emphasise that that is utter, utter bollocks, but it's one of my favourite utter bollocks rumours of the last few years. It is. That and Ronald Kuman shagging
2: Rachel Riley off-counter. <laughs> yeah. So another, another one-time star looking distinctly washed up is Jesse Lingard. So it wasn't so long ago that Jesse could hardly leave the house for a frappuccino without a mob of... Um, prime swigging teenagers begging him to perform another TikTok dance but after spending last season warming the bench for Nottingham Forest he's now without a club and he spent last week uh, posting pictures of himself working out in Dubai on Instagram um, to which Paul Scholes commented are you just going to fuck around in the gym or are you actually going to play football? (laughs) Quite savage. (laughs) Which it does seem uh, not anymore I don't think. Yeah. I mean yeah it does it does seem pretty harsh, but maybe Skozi has a point because the last that I heard of of uh Jesse he was giving a fake name to police after being stopped for speeding in Manchester, so he apparently, according to the officers, gave his name as George Bolt, a man who doesn't exist, and his address as a car park in old <laughs> George um, so who is george bolt i you have to ask jesse that
0: yeah it, should, there, there it, do, are, it does
2: sound very much like a name that you would make up on the spot
0: <laughs> yeah there are i don't know if he did this but there are these services you can use i've heard where mm. you can get your tickets allocated to like this firm that's like sales fake names i think oh
2: really yeah i did like know. one of these self-destruct email
0: yeah, yeah I, I have no idea if that's what was going on yeah he got done for that
2: well what, what is going on with him he hasn't he's not playing yeah, I mean, he's just in Dubai working out. I think. Yeah, just in, traps.
0: I don't know. Yeah, you think just, just in- Saudi or MLS? Take your pick. Mm. The George Bald story is reminiscent of the famous Jermaine Pennant story where he gets pulled over. Was he over the limit or I just think he, yeah, I think
2: he was drink driving. Possibly
0: while on police bail. I can't remember exactly. And he gets pulled over by police and they ask for his name and he says, Ashley Cole. <laughs> it's like his best mate. <laughs> his
2: best mate at the time. He goes to jail, I think, after that. He, he goes to jail for repeated drink driving offences. Which I think is why he gave his name as Ashley Cole in the first place. It was like, fuck yeah, it was the third time this month. I can't... Yeah. Ashley, Ashley will take the route for me. He
0: has like a slightly different side to the story. I can't remember where like Ashley Cole is involved in it. Oh yeah? I can't exactly remember how he, how he defends it.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think this story came from, from Jermaine's agent.
0: Right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. My favorite bit of commentary this week comes from Arbroath TV, which is the official TV channel of Scottish championship side Arbroath.
1: Oh, oh a penalty. It's a penalty Oh no, it's the first booking. Jay Bird is the first booking. I was thinking it was a penalty there, but just by looking at Jay's reaction, I think you could tell that it yeah. wasn't. He went doing like a
0: sack of tatties. Went doing like a saga tatties. And actually, that's an awful Scottish accent. Apologies to our listeners north of the border. And actually uh Arbroath TV. The commentary is is legendary on uh, on social media. People mm. often post the clips. Here's another classic.
1: Well, that's it. That... I'm just going to say, Dunfermline fans, Dunfermline. Well done tonight. You
0: pumped this, Neathwaeduts. No, there's absolutely no arguments for me. I had to Google what Neathwaeduts mean. I think it's like no two doubts about it. Okay, uh, real quality Scottish commentary there. Um, that actually probably my favourite Scottish side. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we we did a story in our newsletter about Arbroath ran out of substitutes and they had an injury to their striker. So they sent on their sub keeper up front after 60 minutes.
2: Oh, I saw this and he scored an absolute screamer.
0: Yeah, 30 yeah. yards out. They were 2-0 down at the time and they, he scored that and then they came back to all They're also the team, their manager at the time, Dick Campbell, I think this was about a year ago, gave an interview post-match and he said, I have a great bunch of boys here. I would want them in the trenches beside me fighting the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Such. A- I think he's been watching too much World War 2 in colour yeah definitely <laughs> it's a really incredible <laughs> quote More. I've got more Arbroath for you Arbroath are the team who for a century held the world record for biggest winning margin they beat Bon Accord in the Scottish Cup Giants 36- of Bon Accord yeah, <laughs> giants. they beat them 36-0 no. admittedly it was in 1885 and Bon Accord played in suits, ties and work <laughs> shoes that's, that's the legend I read as a boy. Was this,
2: was this still in the era of the team being made up of like 150 villagers chasing like a pig's head around?
0: <laughs> yeah, murder was part of the game. It was early days of football, so a little bit suspect, but I always loved that story as a boy. And while we're on Scottish accents, there's another great clip doing the rounds of former Huddersfield manager, Mark Fotheringham, who people, people are basically really enjoying his accent. They're saying he sounds like the Scottish Guardiola. Here it is.
1: Guys, if you're no training with intensity and you do three days out of the five days, you'll not be in my team. I've got a good group here. And the team, starting the starting to live in the subs, they earn the right. If you want the cost, just stay at home. You're not going to play
2: for me. It's not, it's not how it works.
0: It flips out of Scottish and like Catalan very quickly. Yeah, I had a bit of Dutch in there. I feel like yeah, of course. Well. If
2: you want to play actually- for me, go home. <laughs> yeah. it's so I'd bad. Never, I'd actually never realised the uh, the parallels between the Catalan and Scottish Oh You
0: you're no one. Play for me. Go home. <laughs> I actually think they are both originally some sort of Celtic. oh like really? the Basques are. Oh yeah. 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 I, I mean that is you. an old clip. Mark Fotheringham, who's from Dundee, by the way. That's what that accent mm. is. Uh, He's no longer Huddersfield manager, but it's just uh, doing the rounds at the moment. So I thought I'd share. Zach, have you been watching the big sporting event of the week, the Masters Uh, snooker? I have
2: hardly switched it off. Mm. I've yeah, i have actually got it off on my phone now whilst we're whilst we're having this conversation.
0: So Ronnie won, didn't he? He did. Ding Ji Hu. Yeah, Ding Uh, actually scored a one four seven. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. Anyway, don't worry, we're not going to be talking about (laughs) snooker. But I mentioned it. Obviously, we had our big snooker podcast episode on Tuesday give it a listen if you haven't already I'd actually say certainly in my top three episodes yeah, we've done it's that a good, crazy it's a gang and one other maybe Tiger Woods not sure yeah uh, and Rasheen was our first female guest so take that glass ceiling <laughs> great episode um <laughs> Zach and our producer George are looking at me like I've just told a fucking racist joke on Christmas day <laughs>
1: Anyway, oh, after our
0: snooker episode, which I really do recommend, there's some great hijinks in it. Frankie, a listener, wrote in saying, "I enjoyed your coverage of Jimmy White's massive crack cocaine habit, but why no mention of the time he cooked up in his hotel room?" And I have to admit, I I missed this story. It's in Jimmy White's book, but somehow didn't make it into the pod. But I I have now read up on it, and it is definitely worth telling. We would have had it in the pod if if I'd known about it. It's a cracking tale. No pun intended. Um, So so the story is Jimmy White lost the 1984 World Championship final, one of six finals he lost. And in his book, he says that afterwards he was so gutted he went on a three-month crack binge. And he holed up at the Caden Hotel in County Kildare in Ireland. Another one for our Irish listeners. He says in his book that he invited Kirk Stevens to his room <laughs> for a uh, relaxing smoker crack, but we should say he subsequently made an apology to Kirk <laughs> Stevens saying, sorry, I got the wrong player. So we don't know who was there. Yeah. It's possible he I was on his when, own. I guess
2: when you're, when you're smoking crack,
0: <laughs> you, go, you do see funny things. Prone to the odd hallucination. Yeah. Um, anyway he, Lord Kirk Stevens. Kirk Stevens really got it in the neck in this book, didn't he? Yeah, he really did. Anyway, he invited someone for a honk on his crack pipe in the hotel room. Anyway, so the the... This other player comes around and Jimmy realises they haven't got any lighters to to light up. So he goes down to the bar of the hotel and starts asking people for lighters. And he says, like, I was looking pretty worse for wear. I was in the midst of a three month crack binge. So you can imagine him. Like, oh 'Oh, I'm mate? Got a lighter? And everyone's like, oh, i just take my lighter. So he comes back up to the hotel room with like 20 lighters. And they're like, OK, we, we need to cook the crack. Because I think they only had it in cocaine form and I had to Google this. But to make crack, you you need baking soda, I think, and water and you need heat. So they're like, okay, we need to actually make a fire in order to turn this cocaine into crack. Cocaine's not going to cut it. So Jimmy recalls, Two of the best snooker players in the world hold away in an Irish hotel room smashing up chairs and ripping up a duvet so we can make an indoor fire and smoke some crack. So basically they're in the hotel room and they're like making a fire out of the furniture. Jesus. Um, anyway, they they managed to do it and they cook up their crack. But the next day, um, Jimmy's like, you know, wakes up with his like face glued to the remote. Like, you know, it's probably like middle of the day and it's his wife, Maureen, banging on the door. His long-suffering wife, Maureen. And she's like, Jimmy, what the fuck's going on? He lets her in. And uh, Jimmy describes what happened next. He says, she walked in and was about to go off on one of me. She started screaming, Jimmy, where the hell have you been? She tried to sit down on this vanity stool. Unfortunately for her, me and Kirk had tried to burn the legs off the (laughs) night before. The legs gave way and she fell to the floor. (laughs) We all burst into laughter. That broke the ice and I got away with it. (laughs) We all burst into
2: laughter, including her. Just come in to like find the remnants of a bonfire in a hotel room with like crack pipes strewn around. She's been gone for three months. Is, is this is this his revisionist memory again yeah. that uh, that she that she also burst into laughter? Yeah, I mean, we I find we, that hard to imagine. I also find it hard to imagine that the uh,
0: hotel staff didn't clock anything? Did this not set off the fire alarms? Yeah, or? you think you think they would probably have a few objections, but of all, we we read a lot of biographies and stuff, and of all the players, no one is better than Jimmy White at turning what could be a really depressing and horrible story into something that was like all a bit of a giggle, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can imagine him sort of charming the hotel staff.
2: Yeah. Do
0: you think that's a, like a posh hotel? I, I, I don't know. I have, yeah. I don't no know if
2: that idea. makes it better so if, or anyone, world. if anyone in Kildare knows the hotel, maybe there's any staff who were
0: there on the day, then please get in touch yeah and do get in touch if you've got stories you want to share with us or any letters or you know just feedback get in touch contact at upshot.email or DM us on Twitter uh, because we'd love to read them out alright I think that was all the news that matters this week Yeah, they they were the major (laughs) the major news stories weren't they but for now thanks a lot for listening Zach thanks a lot thank you